Hello, friend. Welcome to the Elevate Your Eight podcast. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and to say that it's been a tricky couple of weeks would be an understatement, both, I think, from my experience and the experience of a lot of people in the United States right now. And I have not put an episode out in a couple weeks, and there's a relatively good reason for that, but not really. I think mostly it's because I didn't know what to say. And and everything else I would have wanted to say right now, coming off of the content, the value I want to provide to people who are still struggling in terms of working, dealing with COVID-19 from an emotional perspective, and those types of things. Like, that's my niche, I think. I, I am assuming that's why you listen to this podcast, not just not just to get tips on time management and productivity, but because I genuinely do care about the well-being of everyone out there. I want people to be healthy. I want people to be safe. I want people to be productive. And somehow right now that message doesn't, it doesn't, it's not wrong, but it's not right. I think, is that a Whitney Houston song? <laughs> um, sorry. I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to come today and I, not so much to rant because I, I'm not a, I'm not really a ranter. I am a ranter, but I try to keep it to myself. I just really need to process the experience of the week for me. And it is absolutely positively connected to what's happening around the murder. And I'm saying that intentionally, the murder of George Floyd last week. Over the weekend, a member of the faculty where I work sent an email to the entire campus um, sharing some feelings and some concerns she was having and really just sort of making a call to for people to stand up and speak out and try to end the needless suffering to do something to affect um, the racism that still takes place in this country. And I'm proud of what my colleague did but of course it left it left me with a a pit somewhere and just kind of wondering like okay well fuck what do I do now um and and the comments came and and they came in the beginning they were highly positive with a, a plethora of other faculty and staff saying basically to this um faculty member I stand with you I stand for you I stand next to you um and I didn't participate. And as the, the week went by, there was response to this, this email that was sent with the utmost amount of, I guess, and I, I'm not going to speak to what this faculty member was thinking when she said it, but I, I received it with, with pride, her pride, um, her conviction, her true desire to um, impact change. But there was a there was pushback in the sense of um, you can't say Black Lives Matter because all lives matter, and I think that just that opened up 
I don't, it's not even a can of worms. It's worse than that. Um, but I, right now I can't think of what I would want to call it. And um, the dialogue started. And of course it was, and I'm sure a lot of you have experienced this before. One person opens a door and everybody walks through it with that little button that says reply all. Um, there was a great deal of, I stand with you, but there was also a great deal of, hey, what about me kind of thing. I don't, I don't even know if that's not even the right way to describe it, but, but it was hard to read. Um, and it was, it was hard to read responses to the response. And for those folks that were sort of pushing back on Black Lives Matter and, and sharing their opinion, and whatnot. So anyway, to make a very long story short, that started the week out um, with an incredible amount of, I think, internal processing that I needed to do for myself because I was definitely, I was confused. I was angry. I was hurt. And I don't know who I was angry or hurt for. If I was angry or hurt more for my African-American colleagues, my black colleagues, or if I was angry or hurt for myself because I didn't know what to do. And and so the week progresses and um, this faculty put in motion for there to be, she called it a listening session, a listening forum. And a number of faculty, staff, and students were um, asked, volunteered, selected to to speak out in this listening forum. And, and it was actually one of the most highly impactful, is that the right word to use? Um, it, it just, it burned such a hole in my brain and my heart and my gut that there are, there are statements from that forum that, you know, I close my eyes and I can still see some of the people speaking out. And, um, and that was, intense to say the least. Um, The Dean of Students said to, you know, my white colleagues, uh, you're probably going to be really uncomfortable right now. And that's okay. And actually, that's what we want. We want you to feel uncomfortable because we want you to at least attempt to feel what we feel. And what I feel is that somehow I have let my colleagues down over the years, and I've let students down over the years because I haven't been complacent. I don't think that's the right word. I've been ambivalent. Is it the same thing? I've just not been. How's that? Like, I I didn't do anything. I sat on the sidelines and I didn't go to one side of the room and I didn't go to the other side of the room. Sort of like that that values game that you play, um, which starts with easy questions where, you know, go to the left if you like Coke, go to the right if you like Pepsi, but then it's go to the left if you were ever abused as a child and go to the, you know, um, maybe you don't know those type of activities, but when I was um, when I was in housing, and especially in my early days as a resident advisor, that's really where the bulk of my oppression reduction, diversity, sensitivity training, whatever you want to call it. It's definitely the buzzwords, the hip words have changed over the years. And and I can I can again close my eyes and go all the way back to I think my second year as a resident assistant and and being in a training session with 
my fellow RAs and there being a diversity conversation and a white student asking that question of black students. And it might have been either before or right as this particular book was coming out, but it was like, why do you, collective you, why do black students all sit together in the cafeteria? And I think about that question now, and it seems so remedial in the in the face of what's happening right now. But I, you know, I, and I don't remember the conversation after. I just I just remember this one white student making that comment, and and so over the years, things have gotten better. Things have gotten worse. I guess things really haven't gotten better, and. Okay, so I, I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going around myself. So that that Thursday, that Thursday listening forum was a really important experience for me. Um, and again, I I can still close my eyes and I can see some of the students' um, messages and I I can hear them and I can hear them talking to me and saying shame on you and and how dare you. Um, and it just, it makes you question if you're the right person to be in this field. And that's it's probably sounds a little bit dramatic, but that's kind of how I feel. Um, so then come Friday, yesterday, I'm recording this on a Saturday. Yesterday, I had a vacation day. And the original goal was to head down to Redlands and finally get my hair cut. So, you know, excitement everywhere. Um, but I think everything kind of got foobarred up and that's a conversation for another day. But I think in the grand scheme of things, that was supposed to happen because I was inherently supposed to go ahead and tune in to the online management association meeting that happened yesterday and have another chance to listen to my colleagues in in management and to hear what they had to say to hear their processing and again stories from my black colleagues that really made me take pause and think like I've been part of creating this uncomfortable environment for you and and that I don't know it didn't hurt I can't explain, I can't express my emotions correctly because I don't really even know what they are. But I know, I know this, um, when it was, when it was my turn to share, I almost just wanted to say I passed because I don't have anything meaningful to say, I don't think. But I, I wound up sharing off the coattails of a previous colleague who is also white, who was just sort of saying like, you know, I don't know what to do. And and, you know, tell me how I can help kind of thing. What's my role in this process? And then the colleague who shared immediately before me, she is Latina, and she spoke a lot about the concept of education and learning and and really going back to understand where oppression started in United States of America. And so I wound up, I wound up sharing something really stupid, like, I remember all my grade school textbooks and history and, you know, all the stuff that we learned is not even scratching the surface, blah, blah, blah. And I, after I shared, I felt so dumb. Um, it didn't feel meaningful. And what I really just should have said is that I'm going to yield my time to other people on this call who need to express themselves because I'm just here to listen. 
And <clears throat> I really wish I had done that. That I think, I think that would have been the respectful thing for me to do. But I can't go back and change it. And I hope that my colleagues believe in some way that I am with them. And maybe some of them will listen to this today and, and will hear me say that I really don't know what I'm going to do to move forward, but I'm going to make the effort to learn. I'm going to make the effort to stand and speak. And someone in that Thursday forum had said silence is violence. And I, I don't want to continue perpetuating any more violence. So I don't want to be silent. And I think that through providing this show today at a time where people need to express themselves, but also at a time when a lot of the rest of us, especially my white peers and colleagues in this country, we need to listen and we need to do more than support. We need to stand up. We need to speak out. And I want to be part of that. So if you're listening to this and you see me on our campus or you see me, um, you know, wherever we can be seen right now, it's still like we're still social distancing in that. But, you know, I I just want you to ask me. I, I want you to challenge me. I want you to tell me if I'm doing enough um, and help me figure out how to do more. That's that's what I want. And I know it really doesn't even matter what I want. But I want to stop being silent. And I want to be a part of the solution in which unarmed black Americans are no longer being killed. And that and that black voices are heard. I want to be part of helping make that happen and I don't know if you just heard that but that was my phone telling me to drink some water um I I thank you I appreciate very much that you have taken time to listen to my show today and to download this episode and if it um if it provided any value I hope you'll share it but <sighs> black lives do matter and I want to be part of the solution. So thank you for listening today. <laughs>